lag too far behind. I think there's gonna be uh, folks uh, just straggling in. There should be maybe four more people who said yes to the invite. <laughs> so this is the majority of us. Um, and actually the meat of our time will be in, in gathering and meeting with one another. So, uh, so we'll, we'll do that. Um, and also just to let you guys know later uh, when we do our breakout groups and break into like the Seven Mountains, as you could tell, if we broke out <laughs> into the Seven Mountains, you're not, there, there might be pockets where there's not much of a group <laughs> existing. Uh, so we'll probably, uh, we'll probably lump some of the mountains together so then we have a more enriching uh, uh, discussion and conversation. Sounds good? All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get started. And Alex, uh, you're, you're, call why, you're calling this phone. Oh, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, I think, yeah. Record the talk and our, our conversation and, and help me with the, the slides. You guys ready? Cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, well, let's go ahead and, and, and pray first, and then I'll, I'll jump right in. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, God, for uh, just, just this time, Lord God, where uh, we get to launch, Lord God, uh, launch into uh, the next, um, next step, Lord God, uh, in this house, Lord Jesus, uh, into uh, just, just the Great Commission, Lord God. Um, we thank you, Lord God, that that uh, that you that number one, Lord, you are you are present with us, Lord. God, that you are uh, in this house, this 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 church, Lord God. You are with us uh, individually, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you have um, that you have called uh, each and every one of us, Lord, to be your disciples and make disciples of nations, Lord. And Lord, thank you, Lord God, that. Um, that each one of us here hold an important piece of that puzzle, Lord. Yeah, I thank you, Lord God, that, uh, that once again, you're, you're present in this meeting. We, we continue to just invite you here, uh, Holy Spirit, uh, to speak to each and one of, uh, every one of us. Um, God, I thank you, Lord God, that, uh, that your spirit will begin to speak. I thank you that uh, nobody's here uh, by accident, Lord Jesus, uh, that it is not a coincidence that we know the people we know that we gather in the place we gather, Lord Jesus, um, that conversations uh, strike up, that we think the thoughts we think, Lord Jesus, uh, when we're in our quiet time and dream the, the dreams that we dream, Lord God. We thank you it's not a coincidence, Lord. And Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, where two or more are gathered, Lord, you are present, and we thank you, you are present with us right now. We just acknowledge that we worship you, God, we worship you, Lord. We thank you. This is not um, primarily about doing stuff, God, but this is, uh, this is primarily about love and growing in love, Lord Jesus, growing in loving you, growing in loving people, Lord Jesus, and, and growing uh, in loving uh, the earth, Lord, uh, which you are call, calling us to. Yeah, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will impart uh, great wisdom into us. You'll show us revelation, Lord God, God, and, and, and you'll impart great confidence in us, Lord Jesus. Great confidence and great boldness, Lord Jesus. Yeah, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you you designed each and every one of us differently, Lord God. Uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, Lord Jesus. And, and you have masterfully designed us to, uh, to, uh, to be in the situation that we are uh, to be in, Lord God. And we thank you that, that your smile is on us right now, Lord Jesus. 
Yeah, we thank you, Lord. Thank you uh, that your Holy Spirit is present, Lord. I pray that you will uh, speak to each and every one of us and we get to uh, be on this journey together as a community, Lord God. Yeah, thank you for the process, Lord Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, all right, cool. Thank you guys for, <laughs> for being here. We're going uh, to jump right in. And so uh, really quickly, uh, let's go to the next slide. So this is the agenda tonight, actually. Uh, so we'll start with the introduction, Seven Mountains uh, presentation. We'll probably go into it like 30 minutes. We'll spend a time for individual reflection. And uh, later, uh, raise your hand if you guys have your, your phones with you, your smartphones. Uh, great, all of you guys should, right? But uh, w- there's going to be a Google form that is actually uh, uploaded into the Seven Mountains uh, uh, page, and I want you guys to access that. So we'll be doing that in the individual reflection time. Then we're going to get into uh, the meat of uh, this meeting, which is our breakout session. Uh, that will be about 40 minutes, and we'll reconvene and share out and, and do a little closing together. Uh, so. Uh, we could go to the next slide. Thanks, Will. Um, so uh, first of all, why are we here tonight? We have four objectives. So the first objective is for us to gain a 101 level of understanding of the Seven Mountains mandate. Okay. Uh, number two is for us to learn how it fits in where, uh, with where we are as individuals and also where we are as a church community. Uh, how, how does this apply to the ARC and where we've come as an ARC and, and ARC DNA? Uh, Number three is for us to just connect with one another uh, who are like-minded and have similar hearts. And number four is for us to spend some time praying and interceding and encouraging one another. Uh, So um, as you guys could tell, for for number one, gaining a one-on-one level of understanding of the Seven Mountains Mandate, now, just, just a a preface, you know, a lot of people actually have pioneered a lot of deep thought uh, into Seven Mountains, so it could get pretty deep and complicated, but uh, we actually want it to be pretty accessible for you guys, so we'll keep it pretty, pretty simple. Uh, most importantly, we just want it to be a, a point of rallying uh, and a point of launching for us to, uh, uh, to actually uh, think about next steps of action. And um, once again, uh, really quickly, regarding uh, learning how it fits in with where we are as individuals and the church, um, one of our mission statements, or our mission statement is, is sustained revival. And part of who we are is to be influential in every uh, sphere in society. So that is, that is our DNA. And so, so far we've, uh, in, during the 10 years, you know, uh, there has been, you know, different initiatives. Uh, we've also, you know, uh, have um, uh, committed to investing in, in overseas missions. As you guys, guys could tell, we have the Mozambique and uh, um, uh, Manila teams that went this year. And so we're dedicated to that. But you know, even though we have, um, you know, in, in one of my posts, it says that five percent of the church hold occupations, you know, within the church. So what does that mean for the rest of us, the 95 percent of us that might not hold? Well, currently, I guess I'm <laughs> holding an occupation within the church. You know, what if you're not a, a missionary or a, a, a pastor or some or an administrator in, in in the church? What does that mean? Do you have a calling? And the case is, yeah, there there actually is, and that great commission, which we'll speak about, actually directly uh, applies to us. So this is the first time we're kind of organizing uh, people in midst to uh, gather in this kind of. Uh, uh, in this kind of platform, uh, in this kind of scale. Uh, we're not necessarily gonna come up with like a five-year plan and you know, take over the world overnight <laughs> or change the world overnight. This is gonna be a process. And so you know, uh, I just wanna 
quick disclaimer that this is just one of a series of meetings. We hope to do this uh, uh, quarterly. Uh, we hope to do this quarterly, and I guess if, if people request to do it more frequently, we, we might be able to, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep uh, revisiting that. Anyways, uh, number three is for us to connect with each other who are like-minded and have similar hearts. So once again, uh, for our purposes, the Seven Mountains teaching, you know, there's a lot of prophecy and power and, and wind that goes into it. So you know, if, you, if you could harness that, that's great. And if you're not able to, if you just are able to get it as a, a framework for our purposes, that will uh, that'll be pretty good enough. Just, uh, you know, once again, you know, uh, the point is for us to not run in isolation. You know, we, we, if you guys have a mountain to tackle, you know, uh, God actually calls us to, to, to take it together. And, uh, you know, you guys are not going to be doing it alone. Uh, it'll be great, all right? It'll be great for us to know who our running partners are, the folks that, that we're... Uh, uh, that we're supposed to, you know, infiltrate uh, with. And so, once again, it's not an uh, accident. It's not a coincidence uh, why we are uh, with the people that we're with. So, um, so later, we do want you guys to be able to glean from each other's experience and leverage each other's skills uh, and, and expertise uh, um, wherever it is appropriate. And like I said, next, we'll pray and intercede and encourage one another. And I'll speak a little more about that. Okay, cool. We'll, uh, we'll go into the background. And so how did the Seven Mountains revelation come about? And so we have uh, three gentlemen here, uh, Lauren Cunningham, who is uh, the founder of Youth with a Mission, uh, he, which is the largest uh, uh, mission organization uh, in, in the world, from what I understand. Uh, Bill Bright, who, uh, who, who has passed, and he is uh, the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, currently known as CRU, because Crusade doesn't bear well with uh, a lot of Muslim communities, as you guys, guys can tell. Uh, and uh, Francis Schaefer, uh, I don't know why the Schaefer isn't in there, but, uh, but Francis Schaefer, he, he's an he's a evangel, uh, evangelical the, uh, theologian, and uh, he has also passed. Uh, but anyways, uh, there's one day, Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright, they actually found, uh, discovered that they were with, uh, in Colorado at the same time. And uh, Bill Bright actually calls uh, Lauren and seven miles away, he's in a cabin, and, uh, and, and Lauren uh, from the ranger station gets this call saying that, oh, hey, there's, there's a phone call for you. And uh, he gets on the phone, and it's Bill Bright, and they say, hey, we're, we're in the same place at the same time. Might as well, let's have lunch together. And so uh, 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 they, you know, they do meet for lunch, and actually that, that night, Lauren uh, gets this uh, gets this word from this revelation from the, uh, from the Lord. And he takes out a yellow sheet of paper and just line sheet of paper and just writes it down. And get, uh, God gives him this list. And so, you know, the next day he, he meets Bill Bright and say, hey, I have a message for you. And he pulls out the, the yellow sheet of paper. And interestingly enough, Bill Bright simultaneously also pulls out a sheet of paper and say, I have a message for you. And they discovered that virtually line by line, they received the same revelation, which I'll, I'll speak into. And, and three weeks later, Francis Schaefer was on television, and he revealed the same list. And that list is the, what we know as the seven mountains of revelation. And uh, because all of them received it at the same time, it was, it, it was as if God was trying to disseminate this strategy to the, the church and, and prepare the church. Uh, so anyways, that... Uh, the, the, basically, the seven mountains is that there are, and I'll go into it a little more deeply, but there are seven influence of, uh, flu, influ, spheres of influence in, in society. And uh, from, from the most primitive, primitive of societies to the most advanced 
uh, societies, you'll always find these seven pillars or seven um, components that, inf that affect culture in, in every society. So once again, from the most primitive uh, societies to even the most sophisticated societies like we have in advance in the United States, there, there's always going to be these uh, seven uh, components to culture. So one of them, uh, so in simple, uh, actually the, the strategy, you know, as you guys could tell, they're both mission organizations. So this is the strategy uh, that connects to the Great Commission, at which we'll, we'll speak on. So you could go ahead and uh, move to the next slide. So what is the revelation or strategy given to the church that they receive? It's based, simply put, okay, in order to disciple the nations, we must infiltrate into the seven spheres of influence, these seven spheres of influence. So I'm going to break down both of them, discipling the nations and seven spheres of influence. We could go ahead and move to the next slide. Raise your hand if you guys heard of the Great Commission. Okay, all right, cool, most, most of us. All right, well, the Great Commission, as, uh, as this picture <laughs> uh, is here, Jesus, okay, was crucified and he was resurrected. And up until that point, okay, there was 12 disciples. Now there's 11. <laughs> and he's about to, this is like the last book in, in, in uh, last chapter in, in Matthew. And he's about to ascend into heaven. And he has a parting word to deliver to his disciples, right? And, and so it's really weighty. It's really important, right? I'm about to leave. This is something that I command you guys to do. And we move into Matthew uh, 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 Matthew, the next, uh, yeah, so Matthew 28, 18, 20. Uh, all right, let's read it together, actually, to wake up. So, okay, three, two, one. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Love that Jesus used the word low. <laughs> and, and, and good catch on not reading uh, 19. But uh, anyways, uh, as you guys could, guys could tell, Jesus, okay, first of all, if we break it down, he says, go, therefore, I'm, oh, actually, the most important part is all authority, right, in heaven and earth has been given in, uh, uh, unto me. So Jesus, uh, Jesus is basically saying, right, that, that um, that this authority is what? Going to be, be what you are going to be acting upon, right? So, therefore, go, right? Therefore, I make disciples of all the nations. And uh, an important distinction here is that he doesn't say, come, okay? Make sure people come to church and let's build our churches. He's saying, go into all the world and infiltrate, right? And, uh, and it says, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, um, Really quickly, actually, before we move forward, another scripture. So the Great Commission doesn't just come from uh, Matthew, actually. It actually begins really, uh, really early on, all the way in Genesis. And you already could see that God has a plan for all the nations. Okay, God already has intended a plan for all the nations in, in Genesis. So we can go ahead and move next, next scripture. All the way from uh, uh, what we attribute to as uh, our father, uh, father of faith, Abraham. 
And uh, I like these uh, Sunday school pictures <laughs> uh, that, that have these depictions. Look how devout he is. Uh, so God has something really, uh, really important, you know, uh, to, to disclose to, to him as he's making these furrowed brows. And uh, the word he has for him, okay? And let's go ahead and read this together. Three, two, one. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham for a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens as, and sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So once again, uh, Jesus is, 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 uh, is part of Abraham's seed, right? And we won't, we won't go into that because there's definitely, a, you know, t- tons of sermons that could be taught here. Um, and we are Jesus' disciples. So actually, God's intention for the nation is to what? All the nations of the earth shall be blessed, right? And so I know a lot of uh, our discourse and, and jargon that we use is, you know, about conquest and war and spiritual warfare. And there is a real battlefield. But ultimately, in God's heart, he wants to love people, right? He wants to bless people, you know? And, uh, and anyways, that's, that's why I kind of really, uh, really want to just highlight that. Okay, so... Um, Now, let's go back to the original question in the next, uh, next one. And, and the question is, you know, what does it mean to uh, disciple the, the, the nations? Okay, what does it mean to disciple the nations? Let's unpack that. So first of all, uh, raise your hand if you guys consider yourselves uh, disciples of Jesus. Okay, <laughs> all right, good, good. Okay, so this mandate, uh, the Great Commission, this mandate applies uh, to us, right? And so if you guys are called by Jesus to disciple an individual, what do you need to do to disciple that individual? You need to shape the way, or impart, let's not say shape, but you have to impart the way you think and the way you live upon that individual, right? Or in, in other words, you're shaping the way that that individual thinks. What, how do you approach discipling the nations? Well, you have to impart, okay, uh, the way you think and the way you live upon the entire nation. So how do you do that? Well, you actually have to infiltrate, right, into these mind molders of society, right? So in, uh, as we mentioned before, there's seven components that, uh, that affect culture. And it's culture that's pretty much discipling, uh, discipling our, our, our nations, right? So uh, whether it's that uh, nagging song that you heard in the top 40s radio with a verse that just keeps playing in your head, you know, there's discipleship. Uh, there's, uh, there's influence taking place, right? Okay, so uh, let's, let's go into that. So what are those seven mountains? And, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll break each one of them down at a 101 level because that's, that's all I could take anyways. So let's move to the next slide. Okay, so the seven mountains, uh, uh, and we'll, we'll be addressing each one of them. Uh, and as you guys could tell, each one of those symbols uh, correspond, to, uh, uh, correspond with an uh, individual mountain. So let's go ahead and go to religion. Okay, so 
Every society has some sort of prominent uh, uh, belief system and a view of spirituality. Uh, there's, there's some sort of view on deity or deities or lack of, right? So, so you could put atheism in here. Uh, some might even include liberal humanism in there, right? So, but it's some sort of uh, uh, spiritual wo- worldview. But it's uh, one of the things that the Seven Mountains Revelation indicates or, or, or emphasizes that it's, it is important to address the belief system and build the church, right? And have people come to the church. However, an important seven mountain strategy brings to, uh, brings to the table is that Christians have not gone beyond attempting uh, the sphere of religion and mistakenly assumed by, by building churches, right? By building churches and telling, you know, the nations to come, right? We have fulfilled God's mandate, right? And so as a result, other spheres of influence have... Uh, basically been taken under the, the influence of principalities. So uh, a good example I would use is actually, well, no, well, first of all, let's, let's pause right there, go back. Um, you know, it's under the influence of principalities, but does that mean that they have the rightful authority under that sphere? It's not the case. So I used to, uh, I used to teach, I was working at uh, Aaron and Joe's, Joe's school, actually Joyce's school <laughs> and Alex's school. Uh, and, and one of the things is, when you're a teacher and you're in a classroom, you have the rightful authority in that classroom, right? And let's say you do not exercise that authority, okay? And, and that authority is yours. Guess what happens? Yeah, the kid with the biggest personality or children with the biggest personalities or all of them, right? Okay, like kind of a Lord of the Flies type of mo- moment. They run the classroom. And what's interesting is when, that, when somebody does not exercise their authority, right? Their rightful authority, okay? Um, or the teacher doesn't, the kids, guess who, guess who feels safe in that uh, situation? Actually, nobody does. So the teacher actually has to use uh, and exercise their rod of authority. Um, so the church, does that mean that, you know, nothing has been accomplished? It's actually really important because um, for us to take the church, because through the church, like Ezekiel's temple, okay, from the threshold, threshing, uh, threshold from the bottom, it comes as a trickle. And out through the gates of the temple. And from the temple, you know, as you proceed farther, it goes from the ankle uh, to the waist deep, okay? All the way till it's like a person is pretty much submerged in, 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 in the water of, of, uh, <laughs> of God's glory, right? Okay? And so uh, it does proceed from the church. However, what's interesting is it gets deeper out there, right? Okay, so what is out there? Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Uh, first of all... Um, it, number one uh, is, uh, is, is family, okay? Raise your hand if you know that your, your, your mom and dad could have a, or lack of mom and dad could have a big influence on you, okay? And that, once again, so that's, that's how uh, uh, family is important. So once again, families are the building blocks and core units of society. Once again, our parents, uh, or lack thereof, can have a major influence on us. Uh, and your mom, why? Your mom and dad are actually the first uh, influence points or first access points uh, in which you learn about right and wrong, uh, truth, and, and what right, or, right order is, right? And so in every society, you'll, you'll find that family is the most basic structure of, of social construct. And um, now, once again, we're not just talking about your personal individual family, okay? That's really important. But we're talking, when we're, if we're talking about like folks that are called to this mountain, uh, you're talking about uh, people who think about how family is done and want to influence the world uh, uh, or influence society, 
how to do uh, family uh, better. So once again, it, it, we're, we're talking about a greater and, and wider uh, scale and skill. Okay, the next one is uh, economy. James Dobson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, maybe Suki. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, so Gwen, actually, do you mind uh, just sharing what you, what you have, uh, have just shared? So, okay, anyways, if you guys didn't hear Gwen, she said uh, guided counselors, uh, family therapists, marriage therapists. You know, these are all folks that, uh, uh, and if we're calling it as occupations, you know, these are people that have uh, infiltrated uh, family. And also, uh, do you guys know, uh, focus on the family? Uh, that, that, yeah, oh, James Dobson, okay, all right. Well, I know, I know his organization. So James Dobson, uh, Focus on Family, they, they publish a lot of media that, that actually has a lot of excellent kingdom values and principles that people uh, consume. Cool, yeah, next, uh, next is education, okay? So, um, so education is basically the system by which knowledge and skills are taught. Uh, it involves uh, the structure and means through which society passes, is, passes on knowledge and skill. Uh, how do we train, uh, train our kids up? Uh, and, uh, and once again, it's, it's a complete system and it's a cohesive training. So every society might do that a little differently. In our society, in the US, you know, uh, it's done primarily through what? Schools, universities, right? In other societies, it might be apprenticeships, right? Or a mix of, a, uh, mix of schools and, and apprenticeships. So, you know, uh, folks that might be, example, uh, that might be um, involved with education obviously are teachers, uh, principals, and there's actually, you know, cur curriculum writers, um, uh, and I actually do have a lot of testimonies to share in, in, this, uh, in this area. Uh, so if you guys have questions, I, I'd be happy to share that. Um, moving on, uh, economy and business. And some of this I'm probably gonna go through uh, pretty quickly for the sake of time. Um, economy and business is pretty much how money is being handled in society. In a society, uh, it can manifest itself as simple as something like the bartering system, hence uh, the apples and the grain, right? Uh, to something as sophisticated as what we have in the United States. So, you know, in the United States, we might have farms, small businesses, corporations. Um, we, uh, you know, we were heavy in pioneering innovation and, uh, and entrepreneurship, uh, wealth generation. So these all fit under uh, this mountain. So. Uh, once again, one of the reasons we want to redeem this mountain is to rechannel and redirect, you know, uh, 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 money to, from flowing into other interests, but to finance uh, and bless, finance the harvest and bless the nations. Okay, the, the next um, next slide we have government, politics, and military, which is pretty hot right now, a hot topic. So, how policies are established and enforced? Um, every society has some sort of uh, government and structure to establish what right and wrong is, and, um, and the rules that govern order through policy and law. So it also involves, uh, obviously, it also involves the leadership in these domains. So people who are in charge of uh, dictating how society runs, um, uh, the infrastructure, who runs things, you know, what's right and wrong, uh, once again, what's right and wrong, and how uh, this right and wrong is, is enforced and implemented. So once again, uh, if, if we're talking about the people that are called to uh, government, they will have this 
strong value for, for justice, right? They have the strong value for justice, a strong value for implementing uh, uh, policies that affect, uh, affect the lives of many people, right? Um, the, next, uh, the next one is arts and entertainment. So arts and entertainment, uh, in its fundamental form, every society, they'll have some sort of manifestation of, of, of art, and at the core of it, it's pretty much the soul desiring to express itself. So it might not have some kind of practical value, okay? Uh, um, you know, if you, for instance, if we're out in the wilderness and we just did art all day, you know, without hunting and gathering and finding food, you know, it doesn't have, you know, you, we know what happens, but it doesn't have this uh, 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 practical uh, value. But nonetheless, you know, even from the most primitive to advanced societies, you'll see that people have this urge to, uh, to, to make art and, uh, um, and to ex express themselves. So some examples, um, examples might be visual arts, music, dance, film, sports. Uh, and you know, once again, um, you know, it's really powerful because when you express your soul, okay, you're, you're also communicating and it vibes with other people. And, and it influences uh, how, uh, how, how, how individuals feel and think as well. And so uh, sports, okay, as you guys tell, also uh, is, is lumped into this mountain. And, uh, you know, one of, the, uh, one of the things that you're asking, okay, what's being expressed here? And, uh, you know, we learned that it is human, human's uh, desire to be competitive, right? And maybe human desire to have dominance in a situation and, and, and power, right? So... Um, some might also think that because we don't have like a real war to fight, okay, uh, uh, at times it has to kind of express itself somewhere, okay, that courage and that, um, and, and, the, and physical ability, right, has to exp uh, express itself somewhere. Okay, lastly, we have uh, media. And in, once again, we're always talking about the most basic, uh, what it uh, manifests uh, in, in society in its most basic form. And, in its basic form, it's basically the transmittal of uh, information and, and, and knowledge. So uh, pretty much how we disseminate information to the masses, right? Uh, so it is in direct communication, so we use a medium, right, to transfer this information, hence, hence uh, media. So media would include uh, television networks, newspapers, magazines, websites, and the radio. Um, and one of the, I guess, the power of media is that it has the ability to put a spin on, on news. It, in fact, it has the ability to create news and give some kind of pretense to information. It'll present itself, okay, it presents information that it receives, and it could present it as, as truth, right? It could it present uh, information as, as facts, right? And so, once again, that's, that's uh, a, a big power of, of the media. All right, so let's go ahead and move into uh, some considerations uh, that, that I want to give to you, okay? And Because as we're moving closer to our breakout sessions. Now, you might be asking, what if I do not identify with any mountain? Okay, so uh, once again, like I said, folks have received a lot of uh, information, have thought a lot about this, and so it could get pretty deep and complex, but once again, we just want this to be a framework to help you guys launch into, uh, launch into where you want to uh, be and, and launch into just meeting one another. So these are, think of it as like uh, rally, ra rallying points. Um, so a couple things that I want to say is, you know, uh, the, the goal for tonight is for you just to actually connect with people that are like-minded and, and like-hearted. Like so 
what if you did not even know the seven mountains? Can you still, about the seven mountains, uh, revelation and mandate, can you still make an impact on the seven mountains? Yeah, obvious, obviously you, you can. This is just a helpful framework. So uh, I want to try to make it as, as not as intimidating and keep the hurdle pretty, pretty low. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, another thing is, you know, we just want it to be practical for us. Another thing I do want to say is, you know, what, uh, another reason why somebody might not be able to identify with any mountain, the opposite problem is, what if I identify with several mountains, right? Or what if I identify with, uh, I have a heart for education and, 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 and arts, for instance. Well, the nature of mountains is often they come in mountain ranges, okay? So, <laughs> you know, so you might have peaks in mountains, but underneath those peaks, they, they collide into one another, right? And they intersect one another, right? So it's a natural part of the, the landscape. So, so that's, that's completely okay. Uh, so for instance, an example of that would be somebody who has a heart to, because I'm, I'm in education, develop curriculum, right? <laughs> and sell that curriculum and, and start a business, right? A lucrative business, not just so they could, you know, be on MTV Cribs, but start a business so they could finance the harvest and, and, and you, know, uh, you know, support our ARC missionaries and whatnot. So that individual might have a heart in education and, and business, right? So that's okay. Uh, so, so just letting you guys know, uh, know that. Um, the next consideration is, we, oh, it's okay. Uh, submit, your, submit your dreams and plans to God. So this is something that ARC really works on, which I love. Okay, we, you're called to rest in sonship, and before doing, we want you to be, right? We want you to be sons, uh, sons and daughters, right? And an important, important part, okay, of, of your development and maturity actually does flow into Seven Mountains. But something that we want you guys to have is uh, not for your destiny, right, to master you, okay? We don't want your destiny to master you, for you to be so consumed with uh, your, uh, your, your, your destiny to the point where, let's say, something does not pan out the way you uh, planned it to be, you, or in moments that you don't feel as influential as you want to be, that uh, to the point where you, you know, become discouraged and respond to God. And in in it's okay to ex experience discouragement, but, but once again, you're, you're, you're keeping your heart soft and you're still submitting it to the Lord. And once again, we want, instead of you being... Um, mastered by your destiny. Once again, we want you guys to be masters of your, your destiny, right? And so uh, it's important for us to submit uh, our dreams and, and plans to God. And we, we could uh, ov obviously reference Joseph in the Bible for this. Um, um, you know, once again, with, uh, and kind of in connection with, uh, with that is, you know, we want to learn to enjoy the journey. So with, uh, with a bigger calling, okay? Usually with the bigger, the bigger your calling, is going to be the longer your preparation. So typically, the longer your preparation. So oftentimes, you might not see immediate fruits, okay, outward fruits, okay, uh, but but God is still at work and doing something within that's really uh, that's really really powerful. And a good posture to have is we want to be bigger on the inside than we are uh, known on the outside, right? And so. Um, you know, once again, as you are faithful with little, I think God will also make us uh, faithful with much. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and move into uh, what our approach is. And our approach is pretty simple. It's to, to gather, okay, gather with one another. Um, you know, our destiny is often less about where we're going, 
okay, than, than who we're going with. And that's, a, that's something that, 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 is, uh, uh, that, that our house believes in, right? And um, so once again, I'm gonna say that again. Our destiny is often less about where we're going, okay, than who we go with, okay? And so we're gonna find who we go with uh, uh, in, this, in this space. And second is your, your best is actually not enough, okay? You actually have to rely on each other's best, you know, uh, to, to do this. And I'll, I have some testimonies to share there, uh, which I'll, I'll uh, go back into. And, um, and once again, you know, God has dis- sent uh, disciples into, and he said, every spiritual blessing I have blessed unto you, right, into us, right, as, as a collective. So we're going to rely on each other's gifts and understandings and wisdom and experiences to get to where we need to get to. And, uh, you know, very much in the same spirit of Ryan's message uh, this, this Sunday, you know, when you invest into each other's testimonies, when we do, when, when, when somebody strikes gold, that gold is for everybody, okay? And so if you imagine yourself as a net, right, and you connect with somebody else's net, right, uh, you know, we actually get to have a bigger catch, right? So if we get to link our nets versus us pursuing this, uh, go it alone, individual destiny, okay? Your net is like two by two, all right? You might catch a fish or two, but then if we do it together, okay, if we do it together, you know, we have this huge net, we catch it, everybody gets to uh, enjoy the spoils, right? So anyways, uh, I believe that it is a process uh, for us to learn, so we do want to enjoy that journey uh, together, and that's something that is really crucial. Uh, prayer, intercession, and uh, prophecy. Um, once again, uh, a big part of, uh, taking, uh, of occupying the church is that we get to um, pray for, uh, or, or we get to release God's grace through prayer, okay? And oftentimes, God will release his grace through prayer, okay, and has this door that's open, okay? But what, what do we have to do next? We actually have to act upon it, right? Uh, so, uh, so that's where, uh, where the action comes into, right? It's not just enough to uh, pray. Oftentimes, that's definitely a really important step. But we actually have to, let's say God opens up an opportunity in, in, uh, in education. I'll talk about that. You know, we step into that, right? So really quick, uh, I do want to share a, a really brief testimony before we uh, go into the next, uh, next, next piece. But uh, anyways, just a little bit about my story. Um, uh, uh, I actually just transitioned out from working at a school na- known as American Indian uh, Public Charter School. A lot of us actually work there. Uh, so five years ago, I was actually a teacher there for, for two years. And that school, uh, there was only like 200 students or less at that time, or five, five teachers. Uh, but it was known for uh, really harsh discipline and also at the same time producing really amazing results. But at the same time, there's this, this darker side to it. It was... Uh, it was connected to uh, folks that are, I would say, that are less than integrous. And over the years, they actually uh, found a way to turn that into profit and redirect its revenues to basically uh, channel $3.3 million, right, into uh, a personal, um, uh, um, how do I say, personal gains, right? And anyways, uh, that was something that was connected with, uh, you know, with, with board members, et cetera. But anyways, um, there came, it came to a point where everything kind of hit the fan, hits the fan, and uh, there's, uh, there's this big rally from the community saying that, you know, there's corruption in, there's corruption in here, okay? Uh, we want those folks to, to step down, okay? Uh, and what was really cool is, you know, during that time, a good dozen of us arkers 
we met in my classroom and we just started praying and interceding through that, that crazy, uh, crazy time. And actually, uh, at the end of it, there's actually more people <laughs> that were in that prayer meeting at that school, okay, at a school right now than, than there was, uh, you know, of anybody else at that, at that school, you know. And so it was, actually the school was in, in threat of being shut down and it said you have to, you know, there's a couple things that you have to do. But anyways, um, afterwards, uh, there, there was actually a point where I was like, uh, and, and this, this could go pretty extensively, but one reason we need to gather and connect is, you know, uh, I, I actually received a word from God um, uh, through folks, right, through, through individuals. And there was a point where I was like, oh man, I'm kind of uh, feeling like I want to leave education. I kind of want to stop teaching and, and, and not be part of uh, school anymore. And I was talking to Ryan, and Ryan was like, and I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about marriage. I was talking about other stuff. He was like, stop right there, David. I, have, uh, I think you need to stay in education, and I feel like you have favor there. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I, later I actually talked to uh, somebody else that's connected to our community named Keisha. Same thing, I was sharing her with my life, talking about marriage and talking about other things, and uh, talked about school, and, said, and, and she was like, exact same thing as Ryan, stop right there, okay? Uh, I actually feel like you need to stay in education and you have favor right there. That same, uh, that same period of time, funny, funnily, I didn't have a text message <laughs> back then for like a whole year, I was, I was trying to save money. And my phone, actually got a text. And the text says, you're, gonna, you're about to, uh, from jo Joey Sarbanik, who used to be a, a former member of the ARC, and said, you know, you will receive expansion that year, this year that, that you cannot contain. Anyways, uh, a couple things happened that, that year, and, uh, I, uh, and God was speaking to my heart. He kept, I kept feeling like, you know, uh, he, he kept saying, preparing me, saying, hey, you gotta be bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. I was like, okay, there's gonna be, there might be promotion coming up. I gotta get ready, right? And so um, one day at, at the church, not at the church, at, uh, at, the, uh, at the board meeting, at the rally, you know, everybody was there, everybody was accusing, like, there's a lot of things going on. But anyways, at the end, the, the, uh, I actually confronted them, uh, along with a lot of individuals, and said, these are the things that uh, the school needs to do in order to stay open, okay? Um, at the end of that meeting, long story short, the founder, okay, <laughs> was an interesting guy, came, came to me, and everybody was gone at, at that point, and he came to me and he gave me a mouthful, like, he just, get, he just let it loose unto, uh, unto me. I, I never said anything negative about this individual, but he did at that moment. And, uh, and I was trying to pull Yining away. Yining was standing with me, you know, and I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's get out of here. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I wouldn't, uh, I'm not going to get too much into detail. But immediately in my heart, um, I, I don't know if it was from, I, I think it was from the Lord, and he said, you know, uh, that school is going to be yours. Right after he... he basically laid it out for me. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, uh, later, um, all, I mean, all the folks, there, there was uh, about six or seven principals. If I say six, I could say I'm the seventh principal. <laughs> that, no, but uh, uh, in the course of two years, we actually had so many turnovers uh, that even principals, there was like a half a dozen principals that were, were there before me, and I became the, uh, the principal after two years of teaching. And after two years of teaching, I didn't have any administrative degree or anything like that. And, uh, and the point being is that, number one, actually God could call us and put us in the right places in the right times, right? And it's his, his spiritual, it's his supernatural way of like making divine appointments and opening doors uh, for us, you know? And so, uh, so anyways, uh, um, 
I'm not going to go too much into that, but it was also really important that I was connected with my community. Uh, you know, I couldn't do that without, you know, without getting that word from Brian. I wasn't able to do that with, without the church coming in and rallying and, and praying, you know, uh, and giving me counsel, right, and encouraging me. And also, you know, uh, Joe and Aaron later came on board, and Aaron was just such a gift, right, in the area. She has such amazing skills in education. And so, uh, and, and which contributed to the whole situation. Uh, but anyways, um, uh, that's, uh, I don't want to go too, too, uh, too much further. If you guys have questions on that, do, uh, do uh, let me know. But uh, anyway, uh, what turned out, the school stayed open. It expanded, you know, uh, it even expanded, and we reclaimed being uh, one of the top schools in, 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 in Oakland. And right now, there's still people that are still doing really good work <laughs> uh, in that school and doing amazing work and bringing the kingdom uh, in what was once a very corrupt uh, 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 atmosphere and space. Yeah, cool. All right, so uh, let's, let's move to the next uh, piece real quick. I'm going to uh, give you guys a time of individual reflection. If you guys can, go ahead and log into uh, Facebook. We have a Google form uh, loaded. And if, if you guys can, if there's people that aren't here, we also want them uh, to fill it out because part of this is for us to kind of learn where our community is at. This way we could uh, uh, kind of strategize and think how we should move forward. But go ahead and uh, uh, it's in the Seven, uh, seven, Mountains, uh, um, seven Mountains page, okay? And there should be a form there. I want you guys to take some time and, and fill it out. Um, and really quickly, okay, I'm sorry. Actually, before you guys do that, everybody, all eyes on me. Okay, three. Okay, all right. I still need one more eye. Okay, good. All right, so raise your hand if, you, if you're not able to access it. Okay, just come up. I have it in a sheet of paper. Okay, and we have some pens from the ARC office, so please return them. Okay, uh, and if you guys look around, there's also these Post-its Okay, and right now, because we only have like a few people, it might be like two per mountain or whatnot, but I'm gonna try to figure out what's the best configuration. So if you guys could look and see if there's uh, different, uh, there's different, um, mountain, oh yeah, yeah. Can be four people split up? Yes, absolutely. Just real quick. Sure. So just, just in case you do or do not know, I just wanna be really clear, the mountain that you feel called to may or not be your profession. Just because, so you could be called to a mountain that is not financially providing for you. So don't, don't just equate wherever you're working as being the thing that you feel like you're gonna, that's gonna influence you. So I just wanted to be very clear about that. And then if you're not sure, feel free to ask questions and, um, and we'll help you figure out where you need to fit. Perfect. So if you guys look, thank you, so you guys look uh, uh, right here, the first one, first bucket is the not sure mountain. Okay, so if you guys are still figuring out One of the things that I did want to say, just a little plug for the religion mountain. <laughs> um, so, so not that I think David did an amazing job. I, I think the one thing that I did want to say is, for people who are who do feel called to the religion mountain, 
Um, it may or may not, again, be something that you're called to do professionally, but one of the things to kind of give an indication that you are is that you really have a heart to talk directly about faith issues and having like those faith conversations be kind of more direct. Because I think all the other ones are a little bit more indirect. But some people really love just like the actual like meeting with people or talking and teaching about faith and, and building up the church and all the things that make that up. And if those are things that really resound for you, you may have a heart to to um, build in the religion mountain or the church. So, yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and, and uh, break into your, your groups real quick. And then go ahead and spend some time to fill this out. It's going to be about 10, 15 minutes, and then we're going to, uh, and then I'll let you guys know how the groups go. Okay? So go ahead and give that a shot. Come up here if you guys need. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're good, uh, our breakout session has ended. If you guys could hear me, clap once. You could hear me clap twice. You could hear me clap three times. Okay? And let's keep clapping until people stop talking. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Go ahead, everybody. If you guys could uh, just meet, uh, we're going to meet back up in the front. You guys could uh, continue to chat more if you guys uh, want to reconvene. I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, you guys could, you guys don't have to stay in your groups. Uh, uh, we're we're going to, uh, we're actually going to do a share out now. Unless you guys still haven't designated a presenter. Raise your hand if you have designated a presenter. I should see seven hands. <laughs> One, two, three. Three hands. Four hands. Five hands. Okay, make sure you guys have designated a presenter. Okay, awesome. Um, we don't have a ton of time left, but I do want everybody to be able to share. This is actually going to be recorded uh, through the microphone. This way, those who were not able to uh, uh, meet, join us tonight, uh, I'm pretty sure there's still people that are, are interested in our discussion, and this is a way for the rest of our community to uh, connect with uh, what is going on here. Okay, uh, so really quickly, uh, let's... Let's go ahead and have, uh, let's start with the religion mountain. So if, if the religion mountain, if you guys could, if, if the presenter could come up. And once again, you guys have a two-minute time limit. Uh, can I get a timer really quickly to make sure that we do finish our, our timing? Okay, thanks, Lonnie. And uh, uh, if, if, uh, if the two minutes is up, you could go ahead and give like a 10 seconds warning and then uh, and two minutes when it's done. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, is it Byron? or? Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, just, just go ahead and like, share what you reveal what they yeah. said. Yeah, just share the highlights. <laughs> um, so we had a great conversation. Uh, was the three of us? Do I include you, Suki? Yeah, so it was um, Mfu, John, myself, and Suki. Um, we're the religion, religion mountain, or that's what we think we're really called to at this point in time. Um, and we talked about uh, dreams and then immediate next, next steps. That's all we got to. Uh, Dreams, like, in, in summary, like, Mfu is, like, basically the next Heidi Baker. Um, and she, she got, like, six prophetic words in a span of a year to specifically, what was it again? For orphan kids, um, which totally sounds like, like, like her. <laughs> um, and her uh, immediate next step was to uh, be faithful. She felt like she's already walked through the door and it's time for her to just be faithful where she's at now. Um, and so that's pretty much that.
um, which is awesome. And then John was, he's like the next like, you know, like Dan Moeller type of thing. I think there's an apostle in there somewhere. I'm just going to stick that one in there. Um, but, uh, and then his next steps is, uh, um, <laughs> just like, just love, love the Lord. He, he like wants to love the Lord. <laughs> wants to love the Lord, just like really love the Lord. He doesn't want to sell his fruit, you know? He, he really doesn't want to sell his fruit. Yeah, he doesn't want to sell his fruit. Like, you know, he wants to like bear fruit unto righteousness, but not sell it. And then like, he just wants people to want to pick his fruit. So. <laughs> and, then, and then it was a great conversation. <laughs> I have no more time. There's only two minutes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Mountain of Religion. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's have family come up. Family. Woo. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I guess first thing, um, Sugi came and gave a little bit of a clarification, which really helped for me and Estelle, because um, I think she and I both feel like it's not just family, but sort of we were confused about other mountains, specifically education and family. Um, but um, one of the things that Suki said that was really helpful is she said that people who are called to the mountain of family often feel like so many of the problems that we see in the world and also in individuals around us would be solved or prevented if we just had healthy families. And it's like both, um, so we both strongly feel like that, like that's like a very common thought that we have. It's like, man, that guy just has daddy issues or like if this person just grew up with a mom you know or like if their if this person's parents just stay together or if this establishment of family just was still intact in this nation or things like that so um that was one of the things that was really helpful um and so um um, it's really interesting because I think um, in terms of education and family, um, Estelle is interested in MFT, and that's a very common manifestation of a passion for family. Um, is like more of like a counseling type of thing, like meeting with people and process, helping them process through their struggles and some of the lies that maybe they believe and some of the brokenness and then um, how that relates to maybe their relationship with their parents or with their spouses or with their kids because um, there's a whole ocean of relationships that, you know, is involved in family. Um, for myself, I'm currently involved in education, but I see that very much as um, bringing influence to families through kids and through their parents. Um, and so um, getting to partner with parents to raise healthy kids, um, because um, a big part of family is um, it you need a whole community to raise a healthy family. And so that's one of the things that, um, that's kind of the way that I'm currently um, going through it. And so that's where each of us are, are possible ways that family can look. Education. All right, so it's very interesting because the three of us are actually, we're in uh, different avenues of, of uh, education. So like Ben is in higher education, you know, working with grad students and influencing them. And, and then we got Joyce, who is 
in uh, middle school teaching seventh graders currently, and then me, where I'm not even teaching, but I'm in administration, and we're teach and I get we each get to influence I think students and people in a different way. Um, we're like Ben; he's kind of mentoring almost, like these uh, for um, you said forty, like forty students, um, and then gets to you know influence then his coworkers, but more so the students. The kids gets to be with them, talk to them, and. Um, and I think that way, you know, you spend all this time with them, so you have ways to influence, um, yeah, students in that way. Um, and then you got Joyce, who's in the classroom, um, and working and influencing students, uh, what is that, like eight hours? The same students almost, was like six hours a day, I guess? Um, well, then again, you have now two different groups of students. But just influencing them for long periods of time, so you're there, and you get to model like what it looks like to be a godly person, model how to live a life that's godly, and you're there for extended periods of time. So in that way, you know, you get to be a huge influence um, in that way. And then for me, it's interesting because I don't spend that much time with students, yet I get to support, you know, these teachers that are influencing these students directly. And there are times, you know, I got to discipline, you know, students, you know, I am brought, you know, those situations do come up. So I have to interact with students. I love interacting with students. I love uh, being able to influence students in a way. Um, I think something that Ben even said, like he, hmm? Two? Oh, 10 seconds. But anyway, so yeah, I get to you know, spend those time with, with um, students in that way. And I think also one thing that's important is praying before we get to speak to these children and ask God, um, how, how, what can I say and what, how, what can I do like, to influence the people around me? So. Economy and business. I hope I remember things because I was the facilitator and I forgot to assign the scribe. But um, so I think when we were sharing, so it was Will, Maria, and Brian, and Ryan, and myself, um, I think all of us, it was very, at least for the four of us besides Ryan, like we're all pretty much getting started in some ways on our career path. Um, but it was very clear amongst the four of us when we were initially sharing that, that God opened up opportunities to step into the business world. Um, yeah, and so that, that was a clear thing. Um, and I think there was um, a lot of talk about kind of like how does it look like to still, how, what does it look like to basically steward this opportunity to be in the business world? I think it was also very clear that for all of us, we also had other interests as well. So it was, business was one thing, was kind of our primary mountain, but like ben, uh, Brian and I felt a call to kind of politics and government and social welfare issues and uh, Will and Maria felt called to fashion. We didn't really talk about that, but yeah, Maria wants to, is starting her own YouTube channel. I'm just gonna put it on blast there. So she might be, uh, let's encourage her and try to get her motivated to, to show us some of her videos because it's gonna combine like her passion for like law and government, uh, law and economics and fashion and 
things like that. Um, and it was really cool to hear Ryan's perspective as a someone who was a bit more seasoned in his career path. And uh, for him, he really felt called um, to the workplace because he just thought it was really cool, the concept of being able to make a lot of money, but then to give it away. Um, it was super powerful and just wanting to be a model of what it looks like to be to bring the kingdom to work, which he himself had not experienced before. And so, yeah. Right. Uh, let's have uh, government, um, military, military and politics come up. <laughs> March up. <laughs> So it was pretty awesome. It was myself, Gwen, and um, Josh. So we talked about kind of our hearts um, for people who are the most um, oppressed, whether it's, we didn't talk about specifically people group, but our heart is to see God's justice um, being served for people who are most marginalized, most disenfranchised and disempowered. And we see that government is one of the ways that God's heart can manifest on earth. So it could be a lot of other ways, right? Like it could be through um, education, it could be through gov um, not just government, but like um, business or families. Like, but government is one of the ways that we can use policies and laws um, to influence how people treat one another. Um, so I think we kind of, we spent a lot of time talking about long-term goals and visions. And um, one of the things that I really enjoyed from the, our conversation was that Gwen talked about wanting to start nonprofit organizations. And some of it can be, it doesn't have to be in the realm of government, but it, there is a relationship, there is a partnership there. And Josh talked about how his work with local governments, um, working with like school systems probably also, and businesses, all of them are tied together, and I think that's the beauty of government is that there, it touches on a lot of other areas. And I talked about how being able to end systemic oppression and racism in this country would lead to gospel, the holistic gospel being preached more effectively around the world. So, um, oh, so one thing we also talked about was like the ways that we can encourage one another and um, build together. And one, I want to just share that Josh is really interested in intercession right now. And I feel like this season is a really awesome time for us to pray because before we do anything outward, prayer is what makes and moves things. So we're excited to do that together. Right. Arts and entertainment. Um, so our group was Anna and Abby and Jackie and Ilani and me. And um, we were just talking about what arts and entertainment and also media, what it meant for us. And we kind of began discussion like, we kind of began the discussion that it kind of, we have various interests in other realms too, but it kind of blends in because um, what we kind of hear and see from God is um, that gets kind of formed into how we want to express ourselves in art. And then the distribution of that is media. And then um, what that results in is influence. So um, that's kind of what we talked about. And um, then we kind of discuss what, what that meant for us and what 
long-term things we were thinking about and how, for example, like Ilani wanted to, wanted to like, Ilani felt that MTV was influencing society and she wanted to like infiltrate MTV and like influence society or how, how like um, watching a movie in itself could influence you so much in um, the two hours of time that you spend there. And we continue the discussion about how, um, how we feel inspired to create and um, feel inspired to create art and how that for each individual, it's not about, even though we're inspired by people who create art and the things that they've made, that it's about expression and like your own personal philosophy of what you want to express and how that kind of ties into your, your own vision and the vision that God kind of gives you to um, express and create. And lastly, we kind of just talked about, um, for us, what kind of holds us back a lot of times is various interests and how we tend to have various interests and we don't know what, what to focus on and how we can really see God's vision so we can um, just focus on that one interest. Uh, Will, do you mind uh, getting back on the slides really quickly? All right, uh, so we, we're about to close. A uh, couple things uh, I just want to uh, let you guys know is, once again, uh, just a reminder is this is a, a, the first of, of probably many sessions that we're going to have. Uh, in the next, uh, uh, the next quarter, we're probably going to spend more time praying uh, 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 for sure. And also, if you guys can, I know you guys have the forms. Raise your hand if you guys finished them. Or raise your, yeah, raise your hand if you finished them. If you guys didn't finish them or, uh, or you guys have finished them, at the end, I do have uh, comments and questions and, or, or even ideas, okay? Uh, I do want you guys to go ahead and, and, and send those if you guys have any, if you guys have any uh, uh, feedback uh, for, for me, okay, and how you guys want these meetings to structure, uh, be structured. Because once again, we, we want this to be a support, uh, kind of a support group at the same time. Uh, so that's, that's what I do want to say. Um, anyways, I do want to have a really quick uh, closing note. Uh, and uh, this is actually going to be from Song of Songs uh, 2. And I know this is interesting because Song and Songs and Seven Mountains, what's up with that? But I feel like there's something really, really beautiful that, yeah, family. <laughs> yeah. There's something really beautiful about uh, the Seven Mountains and how it connects to our relationship with God. And I feel like this is the heart in which we should be doing this. You know, we're loving God and we love people. And anyway, Song of Songs has a beautiful allegory and uh, 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 related to uh, uh, love, romance, relationship, and gives us a lot of insight in how our relationship with God could be. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and read this. And, uh, and uh, uh, Will, if you could... Uh, uh, click the sl slides to the next one as I, um, as I read through. So listen, my beloved. Behold, he is coming, climbing on the mountains, leaping on the hills. Okay, my beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he is standing behind our wall. He's looking through the windows. He's peering through the lattice. My beloved respo uh, responded and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers have already appeared in the, the land. The time has arrived for the pruning of the vines, and the voice of the turtle dove has been heard in our land. The fig tree has ripened its figs, and the vines and blossoms have given, fruit, uh, given forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. 
Oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your form, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your form is lovely. And then there's all this on the, the foxes. Uh, but anyways, one thing I want you guys to just, uh, just keep in mind, I mean, in this picture uh, in Song of Psalm is, is, you know, uh, the bridegroom, okay? Uh, just leaping through the hills, the mountains, okay? Coming to his uh, beloved and inviting the beloved to come and leap in the hills and experience the mountains, what is out there. So there's an important part of our relationship that happens inside the church. And it's, it's similar to, like, I guess, any relationship or marriage. Yeah, you could spend your, your day in the, in the bedroom, which is wonderful. But then there's also parts where you get to enjoy outside, like, hey, let's go kayak with each other. Let's go eat. <laughs> let's go, you know, uh, uh, let's go to these places and explore one another and uh, explore, uh, you know, what... what <laughs> You guys got to quit that, okay? Um, but you get to explore other facets of your lover that you would not have, experienced, uh, have, have known if you were just in that isolated place. So our God is the master of the mountains. He's the master of the hills, okay? And there's actually a beautiful part of, of, of our, our relationship with him that, that actually could be experienced out in the mountains. So once again, this is about love, and, and we, we get to enjoy uh, new facets, and I, I feel like we're going to get so many testimonies, and it's going to help our hearts just keep expanding and in and, and, and awe and, and just being uh, baffled by, by who he is. But anyways, uh, as we close the night, I actually would like to invite Suki to give us a, a parting prayer, and uh, that'll, that'll be it. <laughs> Thank you. And again, thanks, David. I thought that was really, really awesome. Let's give him a round of applause, everyone. I know you can't tell, but I'm really excited about this. I'm super, super excited because, I mean, sustained revival is awesome, and I love what we do in the church, but I also have a passion to see our entire world transformed upside down. Like, when I started thinking about, man, I really feel called to this mountain. No, this mountain. No, this. I'm like, I want it all. I want every mountain. So you guys are multiplying <laughs> our efforts to change the world. Um, what we do in here, we're going to change the world. And it's not just rhetoric. I think it happens this way. Like, and it's, I mean, you're thinking about it. This is really, really awesome because what we're doing is we're saying, okay, these are the places that you are feel called. These are the places you feel called. These are the and let's aggregate our gifts. Let's aggregate our talents. Let's find out who's doing this and let's run together. Let's encourage each other. Let's give, our, give ourselves vision. Let's make sure we don't feel like we're alone. Oh man, there's other people who care about this too. Oh man, you have strategies and you're gonna unlock the strategies that are in me. And I feel like the, over the next 10 to 20 years, this is a lot of what we're gonna be doing as a church. You know, and so um, this is like like David said, this is the first step. But I'm super super excited because I think hopefully our next few ones that we do this, there will be more and more and more people. We can continue to the circles of the people who are doing stuff are going to get bigger, and we're going to have like people in different spectrums of their development in this in this journey. So, Father God, we just praise you. We thank you, Father God, that you are alive and that you are with us. And Father, I thank you so much for the people who are in this room. I thank you for the hearts and the destinies and the things that you're stewarding and that you're growing. Father God, I thank you um, for each and every person, whether their dreams are as clear as, um, just as clear as, uh, as this podium before me, or if it still feels still new and tender and uncertain wherever that is lord god i pray that you would just give us a heart to draw near to you and as we draw near to you and we know and we see who you are lord god that we would see our own reflection in your eyes and as we see you you will show us us 
And so, Father God, I pray that you would make it ever more clear to us why we are here on this earth, Lord God. One of it is to love you, to love you, to love you, to love you. And the other part is our assignment here. And so I pray that you would start to make those things clear to us. I pray that you would help us mobilize as a church. I pray that you would just guard and steward all the different conversations that we've had, every relationship and everything that we do in this body and in this church, Lord. We love you, Jesus, and we bless you. Amen. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you.